1: Pam is the name, farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
0: Well, we had a wonderful time with fellow farm broadcasters last week in Kansas City, but good to be home. Welcome to a Monday, everybody. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Of course, holiday abbreviated week for the Farm Department and for a lot of folks. Thanksgiving Thursday will uh, have us spending time with family, and you're going to have to keep an eye on the markets as well. Weather-wise, if you're going to be doing traveling this week, it doesn't look like there's many threats that are being posed, uh, especially if you're driving. Sunshine today in 36. Tomorrow, sunshine and 40 degrees. Wednesday, plenty of sunshine and 44 Thanksgiving Thursday, clouds back around, but we're at 44 degrees. Friday, clouds and 40 degrees. And even into the weekend, we're into the low to mid 40s or so. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist, of course, has weather details coming up.
2: Rhodes warm and served rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has the roll for you. We mix, knead, and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes Rolls in the freezer section today.
0: Crops and Soils Agent, Dairy Specialist, 4-H, it's all come under the umbrella of university extension work in Wisconsin. Fabulous Farm Bay Pamiaki at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But more than a few people have noticed over the past couple of years, things have changed at your local county extension office. And it's not just your local office, Bob. It's kind of statewide that university extension putting on a whole new face.
3: No question about it. In fact, in some counties, the budget for extension is being moved in a different direction because of the extension service mandate now. Bob Bosol here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and we talked about the change in the extension service with Carl Martin who's the dean of extension and Heidi Johnson who is the agriculture institute director with the extension service about those changes we're seeing. You don't see your county agent at the county fair anymore. That's part of the new directive of extension and lots of other things are different as well. And I started by asking Carl Martin what the new extension service is all about and why these big changes.
4: Yeah, Bob, I mean, that's a great question. Um, And obviously budgets have gotten tighter over time. So our ability to have an an agricultural educator or agent in every county, that's not possible anymore. We don't have the uh, amount of funding to do that. But the other, maybe more critical, part of this is we've heard from our constituents, particularly from farmers on the ground, from Ag Coalition members, that what farmers need today is different than what they needed 40 years ago. Um, They need a lot more specialized information. They want to be connected to the latest research that's going on, both here at the University of Wisconsin, but other universities across the country related to their particular commodity or issue. Um, So really a combination of those two um, has resulted in us rethinking the idea of having a generalist ag educator in every county and thinking more broadly about how do we have um, individuals, educators, who are more specialized. And when you go to that specialization, what that requires then, you know, limited resources, is that an individual covers more than just one county, still located, you know, out in the counties across the state covering a broader area with much more in-depth knowledge within their focus area. So what we're really seeing is more, more need for that specialized, latest research type information, and that requires a different skill set for our egg educators. The other um, thing that we've heard is that having regional type positions or positions that are focused around uh, particular commodities, for like cranberries, for example, it, is really beneficial Um, to our A constituency, Um, having somebody that regional or statewide focused on those areas. So we actually got some additional funding in the last state budget for those types of positions, and we've hired those positions focusing on grazing, beef, water, swine, and those are broader um, statewide or regional type positions. Heidi can talk about more details related to those, but that's the other change that we're seeing is having some of these more specialized statewide or regional positions that work both with our our county-based educators but then also directly with constituency groups and fortunately um, we've been successful in hiring those positions recently so we're putting more boots on the ground to work with our a constituencies across the state
3: And you mentioned the regionalized, Carl, and that's the the Ag Institute. And Heidi Johnson is the Agricultural Institute Director. Heidi, explain that a little more, this regional area, because I know some counties are pushing back, even cutting their extension budgets and putting them to other agencies within their county. So why is this Ag Institute uh, situation on a regional basis Better for everyone
5: there isn't enough funding to continue um, with how we were doing things with which is one county educator per county that that was we haven't been able to do that for several years now but more importantly is this um, you know specialized skill set and having personally been a county educator where you might answer beef nutrition questions in the morning, question about a corn disease in the afternoon you might have someone bring you a tree leaf, uh, later in the day, it's impossible to be specialized in all of those different things. So the structure that we have is more of a layering of people with different types of expertise. We're asking counties to continue to invest with us on uh, at regional educators that specialize in either crop production or dairy production. On top of that, we also have people that we're fully funding an extension that are focusing on things like beef swine, farm management topics, cranberries, and those people are serving all the people of the state of Wisconsin and can offer that more specialized service. We've also been able to build out um, some agriculture water quality educators, which are focused on a key issue that our farmers are telling us uh, is very important to us, and that's the intersection of water quality and agriculture. So... This new model that we've developed allows us the flexibility and the ability to have people specializing in areas that are important to our farmers and our farmer organizations so that we can be relevant to today's farmer.
3: One of the things we've seen changed has been the structure out in the state. We used to have districts where there were about 14 counties, and then uh, you'd have five or six directors. Now we're down to clusters of three to five counties in the district, so we need about 20 plus area directors. How much of a challenge is that on the budget to have 22 salaries versus five or six going forward?
4: What we had before were four regional directors and then each county had department chair. So we actually had four regional directors and 72 part-time administrators across the state those county based administrators those would be jointly funded with the counties. what we replace that with is uh, 21 uh, we actually have 21 areas now so we have 21 of these area directors those are fully funded by the state there's a couple that have one county high population counties like uh, Brown and Dane Uh, but those other regional director area directors are working with um, between three and five counties Um, So they work very closely with um, the uh, county governments in each of their counties around funding, around priorities. But then they also supervise all the extension employees within those areas. We haven't actually increased the amount of administration. We changed the way that administration is organized so you don't have an educator who's also trying to supervise their colleagues within the office.
3: And if we look at the, the structure, the, the change in the structure, again, one of the things you see is, uh, in a, here hear terms, an education versus a service role. And, you know, the educators that we have in beef and dairy and water quality and things like that versus service. You talk to most people and, you know, they expect to see their county agent at the county fair. Those things have changed. How have they changed and what's the reasoning behind all that? The education versus the service role? That's
5: a, a really good question and I think um, I, I think we be, we used to be able to do it all so when we had uh, you know closer to 80 people working in agriculture across the state we were able to do things like be at the county fair uh, weighing animals, helping with things and we were delivering research-based educational programming. That capability just has shrunk over the years as we've lost the amount of people that we used to have on the ground it is challenging for us to do everything and uh, we have a lot of researchers that we fund at uw-madison that are generating very good ag research that are heavily used by our farming community and by sort of you know changing and focusing more on the educational programming we can Uh, deliver that research-based information to our farmers. Yes, at times it's we have to give up some of those service roles, but we feel that our role as a university is to get that research-based information out to our farmers so they can use it, take ideas back to our researchers from our farmers so that they can integrate it into their research programs. We feel that we just had to really focus and um, make our niche uh, in what we do best, which is delivering research-based information.
3: And as you look at the the people that you've uh, put in place now, I'm thinking of Bill Halfman from Monroe County Beef Specialist, Katie Wontock from Dunn County, uh, kind of a farm management specialist for the state of Wisconsin, and everything comes out of Madison now. How are those people, I guess, evaluated versus, say, uh, Ph.D. researchers on the Madison campus? Our
5: research faculty at UW Madison that we invest in, they have a tenure process that they go through and they're not rated in the same way as our, our staff that work across the state. So they're not and they're not in competition with each other. So there's no there's no rating themselves against the, the researchers at UW Madison. We don't have tenure track faculty out in the counties anymore. Um, but we do still have metrics for success for being a, a an outreach specialist or an educator with extension. And those metrics for success are about demonstrating that you're having impact with your, your target.
3: Both Dean Carl Martin and Heidi Johnson, Agricultural Institute Director with the Extension Service, say the program is still a work in progress. It's not finished yet, but uh, when it's up and done, this model will go forward with the Wisconsin Extension Service. At the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire, I'm Bob Boesold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam
1: Youngke.
6: Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry, affordable and local. William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come.
2: William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Some things are never really a choice, like wearing your muddy boots in the house, quitting before the job's done, buying seed without service. They just don't make sense. That's why AgriGold gives you the best of both worlds. We're big enough to deliver top-tier genetics and traits, but small enough to give you the personalized service you need to thrive. Because like you, we know choosing seed without service isn't really a choice. Need help choosing? Learn more at chooseagrigold.com.
6: You would never overpay for something if you knew you could get the product for much less elsewhere much like you wouldn't pay $6 a gallon for gas if the pump down the street was charging the fair market price of $4, would you? So why pay more than MSRP on your next Chevy truck? Bergstrom Chevrolet is a local, family-owned company that values your dollar as much as you do, so you never pay above manufacturer's suggested retail price. And Bergstrom has the inventory to fill your fleet or fix you up with the truck that's going to pull your toys. So go ahead shop around and compare that final cost if the guys down the street are blowing smoke up your tailpipe jacking up the price on their chevy trucks stop by bergstrom chevrolet where you never get charged over msrp
1: hang on to your tractors here's another update this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngkin. Well,
0: there has been a fair change in our weather since the last time I was sitting in this studio last week. Time to talk weather brought to you by Compure Financial. Our ag meteorologist Stu Muck, joining us this morning. Boy, I'll tell you. We had to hang on with both arms last week on Tuesday when we headed down to Kansas City. That's when that we really got that first taste of uh, winter weather, and I've been getting all kinds of messages, emails and texts from people that made it out to the woods for the beginning of gun deer season and almost regretted being out there because this honestly, this is some this is some nasty weather. I don't I don't remember the beginning of gun deer season being quite this Oh, nasty. Yeah,
7: cold, windy. Uh, I remember one year sitting out in kind of a half rain sleet business, but yeah, this was just cold. Uh, my friend John over near Armstrong, he reported yesterday it was three degrees when they got up before 4 a.m. Uh, according to the airport in Fond du Lac, we only had 10 about that time. Nonetheless, some very cold air was around for the weekend. The better news I have to share on a Monday morning Not often we get to have great news on a Monday morning, but it's going to get a lot more mild, and those temperatures are going to be rising a bit more today. Not back to normal yet, but heading in the right direction. Remember, our normal should be in the low 40s, and I'm talking maybe some upper 30s today, but it's a move in the right direction. There is some moderation. That sounds like great news. No real precipitation threats to talk about. In fact, you look at weather radar this morning and there's a little lake effect snow up along Lake Superior and otherwise things are pretty quiet. That's all right. A very weak frontal boundary will pass through today and we'll notice our winds become northwest a bit later this afternoon in the east earlier today in the west, and they stay northwest into the nighttime, but return to the southwest as we head to Tuesday and even Wednesday, and that's when more mild air filters into the state. Sure, there may be a few more clouds, but we are going to try warming those temperatures up, and that's great news. However, I expect as we start looking toward Thanksgiving Thursday, there is going to be a small chance of a little light snow. It's going to be warm enough. It could support a couple of raindrops. That's the biggest change there is in the forecast. Those temperatures stay mild on toward the end of the week. Still sounds like a better situation for us as we head through this week compared to how we wrapped up last week and what we put up with in the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. As a
2: dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Rhodes warm and serve rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes rolls in the freezer section today.
0: All Stu, let's take a look at our forecast. I'll I'll tell you one thing. I am very, very grateful I'm in Wisconsin and not uh, Buffalo, New York, you know?
7: Uh, yeah, you, you don't want to be having to shovel that, you know, five, six feet of snow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't blame you at all. Things are going to be a lot nicer today. In fact, we can talk about sunshine. Mostly sunny skies. I think most places a few clouds here and there. uh, Not a bad day as we push into the mid and upper 30s and southwest winds 5 to 15 become northwest as I've said here a bit later in the day. Not all that much stronger. Maybe a gust to 20. Overnight under partly cloudy skies we drop down to the lower 20s and the northwest winds at 5 become variable. In fact even southeast quite late in the night. Mostly sunny skies Tuesday, much nicer as we push into the low 40s, very low 40s in some areas, but hey, it's a move. Southwest winds about 5 to 10, and sunny Wednesday, mid-40s, maybe a 46 at Madison. South winds at 5 to 10. We'll still have that 40 or so for Thursday, Pam, but that sprinkle or maybe some snowflakes becoming a possibility.
0: It'll be nice, though. I, I was text messaging with my buddy Stan, and compared to what we had on the weekend, 40s will be nice.
7: Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a real spring break for us in fall.
0: It'll probably get rid of some of the snow, won't it?
7: Oh, absolutely. It's going to clear off. I noticed even yesterday, the snow that was dripping across the road and kind of packing, yeah. I'll all it off before the afternoon was done.
0: All righty, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu. All right. See ya. Stu Mock, our Ag Meteorologist with that Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit com. More news coming up.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Some people say that at Whiffle's Hybrids, we march to the beat of our own drum. But we don't mind that one bit. Because if staying independent and U.S. farm family owned and focusing on corn and corn alone makes us different than other seed corn companies, well, we just don't know any other way to march. So make your choice and plant your independence.
5: Plant Whiffles experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman for EverReady Electric.
8: Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working for Ever Ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family.
5: Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at EverReadyElectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are Ever Ready. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A
9: Skincare Minute with Skincare
5: Expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire.
10: Let your natural beauty shine
5: through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsalkprairie.com.
6: Rebath started decades ago by two gentlemen who created acrylic forms to cover existing bathtubs. Today, Rebath is a complete bath remodeling company. We replace existing fixtures and totally upgrade your bathroom. Free in-home consultation, free custom design, an affordable new bath in just days, not weeks. Visit our showroom on Stoughton Road or Rebath.com. Rebath, making it easy to love your bath.
0: Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com.
6: Tom
11: Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank your local independent bank. We're the premier provider of commercial, treasury, mortgage, and private banking services.
8: Our team blends experience with the latest technology to
11: make banking easier. We provide the advice and solutions you need. To learn more, stop by or visit settlerswi.com.
5: Settlers Bank,
0: timely decisions, people you know. Member
7: FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Blake, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, I appreciated the emailed estimate and text message communication about the repairs. Thanks, Blake. Schedule your appointment, tomsautocenter.com. We'll make sure you get five-star service.
1: Tom's Auto Center. the getter get done to get you
8: going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. All right, I'm done with this Roger slander. Hell yeah, let's go, Rowdy. What was Aaron Rodgers' worst season up until this year? 2018. What did he grade out as Top in 2018? He, Top was, he was the 12th best quarterback in the league. Hey man, quote, my down years is what most quarterbacks pray for. Do you think he's playing better or worse than 2018? Better. Is he older or yeah, younger? Yes, do it for me, Rowdy. Give is, me is, is he older or younger? He's older. All okay. the time he's undefeated. So you would think that... It would be naturally a decline, but he's not playing as bad as he did in 2018. Yes. Rowdy's got his, his foot up right now, too. He's like, he's relaxed. He's feeling it. Would you not say his weapons are worse than 2018? They're worse. Does he not have a broken thumb? He does. Allegedly. <laughs> he had a broken we, leg you, in 2018. Where is he grading out right now, if you had to say? Top twelve yes. at the end of the year, will he be top twelve again? Yes. So it's still arguably not his worst year. It's Will Flores' fault with a broken thumb. Sounds like and, and lesser weapons that haven't been healthy. Did he go eight of sixteen for sixty yards and zero points on the final four drives when the Packers could have won the game and missed opening? Did the they not run Aaron Jones or, or AJ Dillon? I'm not against playing Jordan Love and seeing what you have once you're officially eliminated. Maybe that's in three weeks, but it's not right now. Again, irony, back on the he's frame. probably still top twelve in the NFL. Sean People Caller keep calling for Jordan Love. You don't know what he is, but I'll tell you this: the odds say he's not top twelve. But who made throws in the fourth quarter last they night? They quit on the routes. Ryan Tannehill did.
10: That they let him, and,
8: and he yeah, was my number. The defense let him. Aaron Rodgers had a good half. Cool. He was awesome. He stunk in the fourth quarter. They quit on the route. See, Ben wants Aaron Rodgers yeah, ben, out of here because yeah, he he he's to an Eagles, the Eagles fan. I want him to play well. Bull, you want him to lose to the Eagles with Jordan Love starting. No, Rodgers is going to beat the Eagles because he has that. All right, there, mean, we, go. All right, there we go. Hell yeah. A weird, like, All right, I'm down. Now I'll play well. But they're not dead yet. He stunk in the fourth quarter last night. No, they quit on the route. Everyone that keeps saying he's done are the same people that wanted to move on in 18. Yeah, and they're losers. And then he won two FN MVPs. Cool. This year? He's not playing well. <laughs> he's he still in the, the, the top Cowboys. 12. Get out of here. It's a down year with less weapons, and he's hurt, and he's still in the top 12. A 94.7 rating. And, and he's, he's even older than he was in 18. Oh, my ultra song's finished. Was... Well, and he's making all the money, so you can't pay anybody He else. was making all the money in 18, too. Rodgers is... <sighs> I don't know what the point is. This is this is just ludicrous. The fact you want to move on, Jordan Love stinks. The odds that Jordan Love is going to be top ten are not good. All right, we're. I'm not saying Love's going to be good. I'm just saying Rodgers. And I'm not good. against playing Love when they're officially eliminated. I but like to this say version Rodgers, I like this Rowdy. To say Rogers is shot and to say that he's, not he's shot is just re- dumb. He played poorly last night in the fourth. Like, they could have won. They if They quit, he quit on the better. routes. They quit on the routes. He's right. playing with Sammy Watkins that doesn't know all of the routes oh, or Christian forgets Watson them. was open all night. He, th- he, Allen stopped, he stopped running two of them. Alan Lazard quit routes. They, Watson Sammy Watkins quit routes. All, Watson hasn't been healthy. Watkins hasn't been healthy. That's right. Cobb hasn't been healthy. You're correct, Ben. It is always someone it's else. fault. hasn't, else. hasn't right. been healthy. That's right. That's right. Don't forget it. Samari oh, Toure is sucks. captain casual. Samari, t- Joe Berry is an idiot. Matt of is a bumbling can't fool. Get on the field. Aaron Rodgers. Adams plays in you know Vegas. Give Rodgers more money. Give the him tight more ends. money. The tight end's average age is practically to you know where the point that they can file for Social Security. I got to turn your mic on first. There you go. Ben, you're ridiculous. Ridiculous. Why? Are the Eagles not the best team in the NFC right now? Likely. Yes. A.J. Brown, is he a number one receiver on the Packers? Easily. Devontae Smith, is he a number one receiver on the Packers? Probably. Dallas Goddard, when healthy, is he not the number one tight end on the Packers? I, you're trying to make the argument Rodgers No, no no. no, no. no I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are those top three that I just named not better than any option Aaron Rodgers has right now? Likely. Is the Eagles offensive line not way better and more consistent than the Packers this season? Do you want to know why they have no, all no, those no. players? On, Just answer on. my questions. Do you want to know why they have all those players? I asked it's you a question. Hurts is on a rookie contract and they can Sir, pay we're you. on a time crunch. Yes, their line is better. <laughs> Who would you rather have at quarterback? I'll <laughs> answer for you. A healthy Aaron Rodgers or Jalen Hurts? Right now, Jalen Hurts. I said a healthy Aaron Rodgers with those weapons. Jalen Hurts, he can You're ridiculous. Ball. All right. right, we're. There's no way this season. There's no. Yeah. And I get that. But ah! he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's not didn't throw three goal line picks to lose him a game. All right. Jabronis. We're back four to six tonight at Poolies. We'll see you there. This and is ridiculous. I might go hang out for that. Come on down, baby. Happy hours, is amazing. You... Ah! This is the Midwest Farm Report.
0: you what, I'm a lot more optimistic about the weather forecast this week than I was at the beginning of last week hi everybody fabulous farm Bay pam Yankee along with you on a monday yeah well the whole team here from the farm report took off in our vehicles on tuesday headed to kansas city and i'll tell you what that's the first day that we came in close contact with winter like driving conditions the good news is as the week rolls on if you're going to be drew, doing some driving for thanksgiving hopefully not much in the way of weather related challenges For today, looks like we've got sunshine in the forecast. We'll top out around 36, mostly sunny tomorrow and 40 degrees. Plenty of sunshine on Wednesday, 44. Clouds back in the forecast on Thursday, 44 degrees. So today is the 21st day of November. On this day back in 1941, the Badger Army Ammunition Plant was established. If you've ever been on Highway 12 between Madison, and Baraboo, you've driven past what remains of the Badger Army Ammunition Plant. 7,354 acres of land in Sauk County that were dedicated to this. Employment reached a historic high of around 7,500 people during World War II. The plant operated intermittently over a 33-year period to produce single and double-base propellant for cannon, rocket, and small arms ammunition plant was terminated March of 1975. Again, the Badger Army Ammunition Plant established on this day back in 1941. On this day, also in 1941, the fictional cartoon Canary, also called Tweety Bud, made his first appearance in A Tale of Two Kitties, a Warner Brothers movie. Tweety was created by animator Bob Clampett, who worked on Looney Tunes cartoons. Tweety Bud makes his appearance on this day Back in 1941. Also on this day, back in 1931, horror film Frankenstein's released. Starring Boris Karloff. Started on this day, back in 1931. Happy birthday this morning. Goes out to actress Goldie Hawn, 77 years young. And a former football player, now talk show host, Michael Strahan is 51. Well, plenty of news to bring to you this morning. First off, the Friday announcement that uh, the Secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, Preston Cole, is retiring effective November 23rd. Governor Tony Evers made the announcement on Friday. Preston Cole has been a dedicated public servant for 35 years. We're not sure exactly who will be taking over the leadership reins at the DNR, but again, Secretary Cole retiring effective November 23rd. We know who the new leadership will be at UW-River Falls College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences. The campus has announced that Michael Orth has been selected as their next dean. He'll begin on June 1st, 2023, succeeding Dale Gallenberg, who retired after many years as dean of the college. Orth is coming to River Falls from Texas Tech University, where he was a faculty member in the Department of Animal and Food Sciences. He also served as department chair for eight years. Prior to that, he was a faculty member at Michigan State. Again, Dr. Michael Orth from Texas Tech University, headed to UW-River Falls in 2023 as the new dean of the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences. That is not the only news from UW-River Falls. Last week, the college announced that thanks to a very generous gift from the Worthrich Family Foundation and Grassland Dairy, they received $473,000. $75,000 $75,000 in commitment toward the River Falls Dairy Pilot Plant Renovation Project. To date, that means the Worthrich family in Grassland Dairy has supported the effort to the tune of about a million dollars, earning them naming rights for the facility. Trevor Worthrich, who is president of Grassland Dairy, said they regard their donation as a way to help the future of the industry by providing students with real-life experiences and hands-on learning. That dairy pilot plant program in River Falls has actually been in the works for about 10 years' time. Michelle Farner, director of dairy production at UW-River Falls, says throughout the process, the Worthrich family in grassland dairy has been there for them as far as leadership. They've also been there, obviously, as far as financing, but they've encouraged others to get involved as well. Uh, They said they're very grateful for this opportunity. Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association Executive Director John for has also been engaged in the process and see this as a real step forward for the state of Wisconsin. They expect to launch production operations at that dairy pilot program spring of 2023. We'll have more on UW-River Falls and another new campaign that they're launching this time about humane handling of livestock. Charity seebecker has got that story for you before we wrap it up on a Monday. Up next, markets. So far, they're in the red ink. I've got details just around the corner.
1: Rural Keeping Wisconsin strong
8: as a proud sponsor of the WIAA, Rural Mutual roots for all of Wisconsin's student-athletes. Whether they're a hometown hero or they dream of the national spotlight, sportsmanship keeps Wisconsin strong. Visit RuralMutual.com WIAA to learn more about how they support high school athletics.
1: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
0: We're going where I've never gone before agricultural wonders of Iceland. I'm Pam Yonke inviting you to join us on our next agriculture adventure March 11th through the 17th. Discover Iceland's best known national treasures and indulge in its agricultural delights. We'll tour the golden circle packed geothermal wonders and majestic waterfalls. We'll make a stop at the world famous Blue Lagoon for a relaxing day at this natural spa. Part of our agricultural highlights include a stop at a historic sheep farm to enjoy a scrumptious. Lunch from ingredients produced right there on the farm in the surrounding areas. And of course, at night, we'll search the night sky for the breathtaking Aurora Borealis. Visit holidayvacations.com, keyword PAM to learn more about this tour and watch a travel show or call 888 557 1020 for a free brochure. That's 888 557 1020 for that brochure.
2: Rhodes warm and served rolls are exactly what your meal has been missing. Whether you prefer a soft white roll, an artisan French style roll, or the tang of sourdough, Rhodes has a roll for you. We mix, knead and bake them in Columbus, Wisconsin, then freeze them to keep them fresh and send them off to your favorite grocery store. All you have to do is heat the rolls up and serve them with a smile. Find Rhodes rolls in the freezer section today.
0: Ooh, lots of red ink this morning in Chicago and on Wall Street. Markets are coming up. So one of the interesting conversations I had last week in Kansas City revolved around the railroad industry. Now, I thought that we had averted a railroad strike, and indeed, to a certain extent, we did. But there is a pending railroad strike that could hit our industry and really anybody that depends on the railroad for transportation by maybe the front part of December. That's what Mike Seifert, president and CEO of the National Grain and Feed Association, told me. He said they're already facing a lot of shipping challenges because of low water levels, not allowing for barge traffic to move like we'd like it to. And he said now the threat of a potential railroad strike makes for... A perfect storm.
10: It really is kind of the perfect storm of what we've seen with some of the rail challenges and the river challenges we've had. And If I had a dollar for every time someone who's been in the industry 30, 40 years this year has told me, I've never seen this before. I could send both my kids to college and I could still retire very comfortably, I think. It has certainly been a challenge. We've still got some challenges on the rail side. If you look at year-over-year numbers, we're still needing to get back. But if you look at where we were in April, we've come a long ways on that front, I would say. So we're doing better. But when you throw in the challenges on the river and you throw in the threat of a rail strike, it's been a challenging year. There's no doubt about that.
0: That's Michael Seifer, president, CEO of the National Grain and Feed Association. And he said, you have to understand how much of the product produced on farms actually moves by rail. It's a pretty incredible number.
10: Well, you figure 25% of the grain and oil seeds, bulk commodities are moved by rail. And then you add in almost an equivalent number of cars are moved when you combine flour, biofuels, Ethanol, DDGs, soy meal. It's a huge impact from both a moving product for export, moving product for processing, moving product for feeding animals. It would be a significant impact very quickly. I mean, you saw the challenges we had earlier in the year. Imagine shutting down the whole basically the whole system.
0: Michael Seifert says now it's all about timing, as we've seen in the past, especially when it comes to transportation arteries. A lot of times the holiday season sets them up for the possibility of a strike. And according to Seifert, that's exactly what this railroad situation seems to be setting up for.
10: The best thing that could happen would be for those unions that have rejected the labor agreement to stay at the table and, and be able to work out agreement with the railroads. That is the best case scenario. If that doesn't happen when we get into the second week of December where strike is a possibility, then we're going to need Congress to intervene. But the best case scenario would be the parties getting it worked out amongst themselves and not having to get the government involved. Whether it's our members on our issues or producers on other areas, the less you can keep the government involved, usually the happier folks are, and, and I think if the private parties can work it out, that would certainly be the most ideal situation.
0: Again, that's Michael Seifert. He is the president CEO of the National Grain and Feed Association. So the long story short, if you thought we had gotten around the railroad situation, maybe think again. And now we're going to keep an eye on things from now until at least the second week of December. I'm keeping an eye on things in Chicago, and I don't necessarily like what I see as far as overnight markets are concerned. Currently, we're looking at the Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 70 points. December corn's down four points at 6.64. January beans are down eight at 14.20. December wheat down four and a half at 7.98. On Friday in Chicago, the dairy markets also went through some fairly radical changes the 40-pound block cheese was unchanged at 2.23 and a quarter. Barrel cheese dropped five and a quarter to 1.92 and three quarters. And double butter on Friday dropped 13 cents to 2.81 a pound on the way. It looks like we've got a UW-River Falls theme going this morning talking about their dairy plant renovation the new dean of the College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Sciences and up next, Charity Sebecker is going to tell us about a humane handling course that's going to be launched at the UW-River Falls campus designed to try to help meat processors across the state. Stick around that news and more coming your way on a Monday morning.
1: This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
2: Some things are never really a choice, like wearing your muddy boots in the house, quitting before the job's done. Buying seed without service, they just don't make sense. That's why AgriGold gives you the best of both worlds. We're big enough to deliver top-tier genetics and traits, but small enough to give you the personalized service you need to thrive. Because like you, we know choosing seed without service isn't really a choice. Need help choosing? Learn more at chooseagrigold.com.
1: Nobody knows windows like Wanaki Remodeling. Voted the best window company in Madison 10 years straight, our Renewal by Anderson windows are the most weather-tight, highest quality, and most durable on the market. Make sure you eliminate your old window and door problems. Go with the most trusted name in windows, Renewal by Anderson, from Wanaki Remodeling.
0: The harvest marches on across the state of Wisconsin. Our Wiffles representatives are out there kind of trying to guide us on the yield. Steve Quattie, one of our district sales managers, is along with us. Right now, when we're riding
11: in combines with growers, that's really a great time to have a good conversation with a grower and and customers and potential customers, because you're in the field, you're seeing if there's any concerns, you're seeing it, and how can we work with that grower and and help make him more profitable? That's always a, a great time to do that.
0: That smile. Well, just must get so big when you're in that combine and they have to start slowing down because the yield's so big, eh?
11: Yeah, when, <laughs> when they got to, you know, hey, we got to wait for the green card or I can't make it across the field. Those are great problems to have, fam.
0: <laughs> I tell you what, I believe it, Steve. Very good. And I'm glad that the harvest is going so well. Again, Steve Quaddy along with us. He's a district sales manager with our friends from Wiffles. Remember, if you're looking for your corn-dedicated, a family farm-owned company, then Wiffles is the place to begin.
1: If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
9: A first-of-its-kind program, the Humane Handling Institute will provide comprehensive, hands-on training for current meat industry workers in humane pre-slaughter handling, transport, stunning, and equipment maintenance. I'm Charity Sebecker from the Midwest Farm Report, Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute director, shares more about what the institute is and why it's needed.
11: The Humane Handling Institute is a new program that has been funded by the state of Wisconsin through the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection that focuses on developing the skills that pre-slaughter handlers, transporters, and stunner operators need in meat plants.
9: Can you elaborate more on the why? So why was this institute created is it because of consumer wants or meat processors not being able to meet regulations or what is happening in the industry that's making this so important
11: it's a combination of all those things that you just listed So I can give you a bit of the story behind how we got to this point at UW-River Falls. Our story starts in 2014 when we started tracking the Humane Handling Enforcement letters that are issued by the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service to plants that violate the Humane Slaughter Act and the regulations under that specific law. So the Humane Slaughter Act is the main law that the meat industry has to follow to ensure that animals are rendered unconscious and insensible to pain before any cutting happens during the slaughter process, and also that they're handled in a way that's humane and ethically acceptable on the front end before stunning happens. So when we started doing the assessment of these letters through our animal welfare lab, we notice pretty quickly that the primary cause seemed to be associated with pre-slaughter stunning, and that the majority of those letters that were posted, so every year there's usually around 100 letters that are posted, and about 80% of those have stunning-related issues, and virtually all of them are avoidable with appropriate training or appropriate equipment setup. So over the years now, since 2014, we've continued to track this And we realized that the stunning issue was one that just was not going away. It was consistently there, and it was consistently hovering at around 80% of cause. And so we thought, what can we do to solve this problem? And what we came up with was to develop an industry training center where people can send their pre-slaughter handlers and stunner operators and then we will coach them up in a place that's actually built for teaching and learning because a slaughter facility is not necessarily the best place for training because there's so much that's happening in that environment, everything's moving so quickly, and then you've got the additional pressure of inspection personnel, regulatory personnel watching. And so that's just a setup for somebody to make a mistake. So our idea was we'll set up a training center at UW-River Falls. Our location is particularly helpful because we're located in a place that's relatively easy to get to for most of the state, even though we're on the far western end of the state. But on a national scale, we're located really close to the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, which gives us the ability to cover the national need for this type of training, too then the next piece to this is that we can do a lot of our training with animal models so we can get dummies for example of cattle and pig and sheep heads for example and we can train people to apply stunners to those model heads instead of using live animals we also have access to a lot of animal tissues and heads for example that we can use for training so that we can show stunner operators exactly where the brain is located and what their target is essentially And all this training will help, then, for those people that go back to these jobs to have the skills they need in order to do the job well. And that's going to help people, right, because then they don't have to experience the anguish that goes along with a missed stun. And the animals don't have to suffer as a result of that either.
9: So you mentioned you guys are going to be that house area, in a sense, of people can come to you and get that training. So do you have a bunch of different equipment of potentially different types of stunners that different processors will use, or do these processors all need to have the similar setup in order to come train with you, or how does that work?
11: Yeah, that's another advantage of this program that we're building, is that over the years, I've developed some really good relationships with companies that make stunning equipment. And so most of the models of stunning equipment that are out in industry today are models that I've personally worked with in the consulting work that I've done and that I have good relationships with the manufacturers. So we're gonna have the ability then to pull in just about any model that's out there so that we can train people how to effectively service and repair their specific models. Another piece to this too is we're planning to set it up such that when we do equipment maintenance training that the people that are signed up for that training can actually bring their studying equipment into our site. And we can uh, work with their tools as part of their training.
9: That was Kurt Vogel, Humane Handling Institute Director. The program consists of a series of two and a half day long workshops. Interested participants can find out more by going to uwrf.edu/cafes/hhi. From the Midwest,